Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash Retro. programs we are back for another edition of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond so how was your weekend good sir i was very productive i got a lot done for for my movie we had our first rehearsal with some of the cast members yesterday went extremely well um we'll be doing a full table read for it next week and then the following week (laughs) we we shoot it it's coming up fast. So, yeah, it's <laughs> the, the whole year's gone by fast. I mean, our next show will be in August. Yeah. We're, um, we're halfway done with the year. So I, I've got a, a short film script that's been ready to go for about f- four years now. And uh, over the weekend, I was like, okay, it's time to pull the trigger. So I, I got to draft up a good email to send out to the, the, the crew that I want. And be like, hey, I know, uh, here's the script, read it, tell me what you think, if you guys are still interested in doing it. Because it's the entire crew from Monsters, they want to come back and and do it the last time I sent them the script. But I don't know if they've read the updated script that we've done uh, the past couple of years. Me and Wally have been tossing it back and forth, trying to do some stuff with it. I'm ready to get it done, and I I think I'm ready to, to launch another Kickstarter for it. And I think we have the clout now with monsters anonymous that i think people would be more willing to give us money this time around so get a good kickstarter going get the money we need and uh film it and get it out there yeah i'm gonna 
probably go into the crowdfunding venture whenever I do my murder mystery next mm-hmm. year. So, because th- this one, it's a- about the same as the Parker syndrome as far as like necessities and whatnot. So, I haven't had to really worry about that too much. Yeah, it it, it helps when you can cash in a lot of favors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll say that. So, I but we we've got a good experienced crew coming back. It's a lot of people from the Parker syndrome are coming back. Um, really good actors. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm like you. I was just, I was sitting on that script. I wrote the first draft of it in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was just, I'm ready to start making stuff again. Like I've already got Same. two other ideas that I want to start working on when this is done. I'm getting itchy to be back on a set again, actually creating something. Cause yeah, that win we had with uh, Monsters Anonymous a couple of weeks ago with Cannes Shorts Film Festival really lit a fire under me. So it's time to go. It's time to do this. Yeah, I got to work on a, a set with um, a guy we both know, Nick Smith. He shot a short film here um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was a good, good little warm up for for my movie. And it's the first time I had been on set in a while. So yeah. it was good. You miss it after a while. You're like, man, yeah. I miss it. I miss that camaraderie, you know, getting together to do something creative. Like, it's just awesome. And I miss it. Yeah. And I also miss Kevin yelling at me saying, <laughs> Hey, move this or Hey, go get that. Yeah. No, Kevin's too. great. But uh, talking about favors, like, yeah, I used up all my favors with monsters anonymous. And this time around, I'm like, yeah, I got to pay people this time around. I haven't hit that yet, but I'm sure eventually I will. Yeah, but uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Not talk here to talk about movies. We are here to talk about video games, and specifically uh, our top five, our very popular top five series that we've been doing that's been very popular. Uh, we decided this month we're going to do top five 80s games, top five games of the 80s. And I don't know about you, but this was probably the hardest list we've had to do so far for me. Yeah, for me, it was because we were talking about this off air. I'm not nearly as well versed in games from the 80s as I am from the 90s. But my list was bigger than I expected it to be. Like (laughs) my top three were pretty easy, but it's always that four and five slot. Whereas, because then you have to make cuts, and those are really the tough decisions. So, then I, I think I had like seven or eight honorable mentions, and I dwindled it down a little bit. So, no, it was it was a fun list to go back and do. But uh, we got a lot of entries from you guys, you listeners, and uh, we'll start off. We'll we'll go through me and Derek's, and uh, as usual, we'll start off. We'll ping pong back and forth, and uh, we'll start off with our honorable mentions. Do you? Would you like to go first, sir? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to list all of them, or do you want to just go um, back and forth? No, you can go ahead and list all of them. We'll do it that way. Okay, so uh, to go through the Mario portion, because uh, as you all know, I like to restrict myself to one entry per franchise so I can have a little bit more variety. Uh, the original Super Mario Brothers, I mean, what else is there to say about this game? It's one of the most important video games in history, one of the most iconic when you think of Nintendo, this is usually the game that people think of. So I, I couldn't not include Mario Brothers in some form of fashion. I would also throw in its sequel, Super Mario Brothers 2. Gets a lot of hate because it is different than the original, but I actually like this game more than Super Mario Brothers. I, I think too. it plays a little bit better. <laughs> and I it still has that platforming aspect where it's not a complete departure 
from what you got in Super Mario Brothers, and it introduced Birdo and the Shy Guys. It feels like it's Think more about- of an adventure, too, because you get the, the different uh, terrains, the different, you know, you have your, your choice of uh, between the four characters, you know, and each one have their different attributes, and, you know, the, the, the graphics were better, the movements were better. I, you know, I loved, like, and like we talked about before the show, I you know, I wanted to put Super Mario Brothers on my list because it's an iconic game. It's it's arguably one of the greatest side-scrolling games of all time. I mean, it started the whole genre. If it wasn't for Super Mario Brothers, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. We wouldn't have the games we have now. But I, I took it off the list because I'm like, you know, that's kind of a given. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers is just one of those games that it's untouchable. Like, it's so far up there. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I'd say Mario Brothers 2 out of the classic like 2D side scrollers, it offers the most replayability because oh, yeah. you can play as Mario, Luigi, Princess Toadstool or Toad. Um my final Mario installment for my honorable mentions is Super Mario Land for the Game Boy released in 1989. Really liked playing this game a lot as a kid, though I was never able to beat it. And it's funny because I think I said this when I reviewed it. I played it as an adult and beat it fairly easily. And I'm like, was I really that bad of a gamer <laughs> as a kid? But it's just a very short game because, you know, the Game Boy yeah. had limited software. Dude, don't feel bad. Time. I've beat more games as an adult than I ever did as a kid. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, Miss Pac-Man is on there. I think when it comes to iconic arcade titles, Miss Pac-Man is, you know, is right near the top. Um, I prefer playing it over the original Miss Pac or original Pac-Man. Um, I would also throw in Frogger, which is a game that I don't think we've really talked about all that much. I loved playing Frogger for the Game Boy as a kid. It's just such a simple concept, but it's one of those that you can pick up, play it with ease, and the next thing you know, like two hours have gone by. Oh, yeah. So I really like playing Frogger. Uh, the original Mega Man would be on my list as well, and... Metroid would round out my honorable mentions. Not my favorite of the Metroid franchise, but it is the one that started everything, much like Mario Brothers and how the sequels made improvements on it. I think the same of Metroid. Uh, And I actually had Metroid in my top five list, but it got bumped, and I'll I'll tell you who bumped it at the last minute (laughs) when we get there. Uh, and for my honorable mentions, of course, Missile Command, which is one of the greatest arcade games ever made and made an excellent port. One of the few games that actually made the jump to the Atari 2600 and was still playable and fun to play. Uh, every If I see a Missile Command uh, machine anywhere, I have to play it. One of the greatest arcade games of all time. Uh, and River Raid by... Um, uh, Activision for the Atari 2600. I cannot tell you how many hours me and my brother spent playing River Raid when I was a kid, and it's still fun to this day. That's one thing you could say about Activision is they made some really good games. They're probably all the best games for the 2600 were Activision games back when Activision, you know, before they went to shit <laughs> before the dark times yeah, before the dark times uh and of course for for river raid also i remember my parents bought uh bought us the um the the flight sticks uh for the atari 2600 and that's how i used to play river raid all the time 
Uh, and speaking of flight sticks, afterburner. If I see an afterburner machine in an arcade, I have to play it. It's one of the greatest aerial dogfighting games ever made, especially the ones where you sit in it and it moves. I don't know if you've ever played a full afterburner machine, but it's it's you have to. It has such a cool name for a game too, afterburner. Like yeah. it's just fun to say. I mean, you can see it in Terminator 2. It's right there in the, in yeah. the arcade they're playing. Uh, Of course, uh, Mega Man 2, which I think is far superior than the original Mega Man. Um, Some people may say no, but just the cover art alone (laughs) is better than the original Mega Man. I thought this would be on your top five. I'm shocked that this is in honorable mentions. I wanted it to be too, but God, I, I switched so many things. This was on the top five at one point, but it got switched out. That's why it went to the honorable mentions. Uh, Of course, Castlevania. One of my favorite games of all time. One of my favorite Nintendo games of all time. And then we coming up after Castlevania, we have Oregon Trail. So many good memories. It, it, I mean, it's not much of a video game, but I had so many good memories of playing this game when I was a kid. Yeah, that this is a game that, yeah, there may not be much gameplay to it, but it's a game that everybody has played at one point and has an Oregon Trail story. Every one of us has died of dysentery before we reached. <laughs> before some we of us multiple times. <laughs> and then the last one on my honorable mentions is, of course, Super Mario Brothers Two. Well, for the same reasons that you said, it's I like it better than the original Super Mario Brothers. I know a lot of people hate it. I don't know why. It's it's a great game, and if you don't like it, then tough. I love go it. play the lost levels, and you might change your mind. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but now we'll start in on our actual top five list. So, Derek, you want to start on yours at number five? Sure. My number five is the original Donkey Kong arcade game. Not a very long game. There are only four stages, but I can still like I, I have the arcade version on the switch that I'll go back and play every now and then. It's one of the most historically important video games of all time because i uh, much like mario brothers i think if donkey kong didn't exist i don't think super mario brothers would have existed so uh, this this is a very important piece of video game history and and i like the simplicity of it i realize how important donkey kong is to the pantheon of gaming but i am not a donkey kong fan I will say this, the Game Boy game vastly improved it because it added so many new stages. You had Mario being able to do flips and whatnot. It makes for a better gameplay experience. But I, I have a soft spot for this game. Like I, I can remember you know, playing it as a kid. I remember geeking out when it was included as a little bonus feature on Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, it's only four stages, but... I have a soft spot for it, so I, I had to put it in my top five. I don't think I've ever made it past the third stage on that game. Yeah, three and four can be tough. It's one of those games where the difficulty ramps up so fast that like, it's just unenjoyable to me. It's like the first stage is pretty easy, and then it's just like, ah! <laughs> Exponential growth. Yeah. Um, let's see. For my number five, of course, is this is a game that is the GOAT 
of all video game of all arcade games. Why? Because even to this day, any I have I have a theory that any pizzeria you walk into in America has a Miss Pac-Man machine. As much as I love Pac-Man, Pac-Man Championship Edition, you know, all those games and Pac-Man's the original, there's just something about Miss Pac-Man that is so far superior than the original Pac-Man and I cannot stop myself from playing it every time I see uh, a Miss Pac-Man machine. There's just something about it. It feels better. It plays better. Mm-hmm. I like the color scheme a little bit better. Well, there, it's, it's just a better game. It's got the different mazes. You know, it changes mazes. Uh, Pac-Man never changes mazes. The original Pac-Man is just the same maze over and over again. But for Miss Pac-Man, there's just something about the speed of the game, the sound of it. It's just like it's like sensory overload that game and it's just it's it's arcade perfection i don't disagree with that my number four is the original teenage mutant ninja turtles game i know you have streamed this uh multiple times back back in the i believe it was back in the covid days because mm-hmm. yeah because i was on on uh on air with you but i i remember going to the dentist office as a kid and they had this little room with two arcade cabinets and a small TV with a Nintendo, with an old school NES. They had two games. They had Super Mario Brothers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love Mario Brothers, but I always went with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I would milk every minute that I could <laughs> to play that game just because, you know, like... The, Turtles were just such a huge craze back then. Like anything Ninja Turtles, I had to be involved with, like watching the shows, movies, and playing the video games. So yeah. fun fun memories associated with this game. And we've talked about this before. I think it gets an unfair shake. You know, the, the arcade game is probably a better game. It's more iconic, but this game doesn't get the credit that it deserves. I, I like this game a lot. Yeah, me too. It's one of my favorite games, and it should be in my top five list, but there was another game that inched it out, and that is my number four with Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda for the NES. And I, because I should have had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on my, my list, but I'm like, if I was to go on a desert island and I could only take one game with me, and it was out of Legend of Zelda or the Ninja Turtles. Which one would I take? Of course, I'd have to take Legend of Zelda because it's got it, it, there's more gameplay there, and plus it, it's it was the beginning of one of the greatest franchises in video game history. And there's just something that's so re- even though it's hard and it's frustrating sometimes. There's something like almost ASMR-ish about that game for me and just completely relaxes me when I play it. Well, even though it has like that 8-bit sound, there's something kind of soothing about the overworld theme. Like it doesn't sound like, it doesn't hurt your ears Mm -hmm. to listen to. Is There's just a calming presence about it. But with Ninja Turtles, there have been times playing that game where I could have punched through a brick wall from <laughs> from sheer anger at that game. Yep, me and you both. Let's see. My number three is probably my favorite Game Boy game of all time and my favorite puzzle game, and that would be Tetris. Mm-hmm. If I went on a road trip, I had to take Tetris with me for two reasons. 
one, the gameplay is so addicting. And I, I became pretty good at it when I was a kid. And, the, and it's one of those games that has really stood the test of time. We saw it with Tetris 99. I feel like with every console that comes out, there's some type of a re-release, or like an updated version of Tetris. But the core gameplay remains the same. And I think that speaks volumes. I think there will about be that game. a version of Tetris to play long after we're dead. Every oh. every there will always be a new Tetris game to play. It, it'll outlast our generation, the next, and probably after that too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my number two reason is I love the the theme song. Oh yeah, the da, 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 da. it's so catchy. Uh, and for my number three is my white whale of a game, Ninja Gaiden. I knew this would be high on your list. I can't help it. It's just one of my favorite games. I like just watching people speedrun this game. I don't know what it is about this game that why I love it so much, but it's just, it's up there. It's on my top five list. It's one of the greatest Nintendo games ever made. And yes, it is brutal. It is hard. But if you can beat that game, it is a feeling like no other. Yeah, you uh, you stream that as well. Yep, that happened. Fun times. Yeah, no, I I've played a little bit of Ninja Gaiden, but I'm not gonna lie, it intimidates me a little bit. <laughs> so I always get a little afraid to really dive in. But one day I will. The secret to beating Ninja Gaiden is just don't stop. Pretty much is what 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 the 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 how to beat that game is just don't stop. Yeah, because if you stop, then everything's gonna respawn and you're gonna die. Just it's it's a sprint, mm-hmm. essentially. Okay. My number two is Super Mario Brothers Three. I was introduced to this game by watching a little known movie called The Wizard <laughs> back in the day, and uh, yeah, when I saw the movie, I'm like, I have to play that game, mm-hmm. and it's I, I won't go too much into it because it's going to make another appearance but it's in the upper tier of not just Mario games but in platforming games it is platforming perfection for the NES it has still one of my favorite power ups the raccoon leaf Uh, I just think the the raccoon ears and the tail is a really cool cool aspect um, yeah, the introduction yeah. of the suits is one of the greatest things that they ever did for the Mario franchise. And there's other cool ones, too. Like, the Tanuki suit is really popular. The Hammer Brothers suit, like, it never gets talked about. Yeah. But it's one of the coolest <laughs> power-ups in Mario history. You got the frog suit, everything. Yeah, frog suit, yeah. I forget about the frog suit, too. And I don't yeah, care Mario... how many times I've seen that movie or how old I get. When he reveals Super Mario Brothers 3 in that movie, it still gives me goosebumps. Super Mario Brothers 3! I mean, if he wouldn't have been Great so stuff. coked out, he pro- it probably wouldn't hit me so hard. But <laughs> <laughs> Just his I delivery wonder, of all that. I wonder if that actor's still alive. Probably not. He probably died of a coke binge that after he filmed that part. Possibly. I'll have to look <laughs> that up. Uh, for my number two, and this is what got switched out with, with Metroid... Uh, Dr. Mario. I can't deny my love for Dr. Mario. As much as I love Tetris, Tetris is still one of the greatest puzzle games of all time, but I think I have probably put 
more time into Dr. Mario than any other game in history, probably, because I just, when I want to just chill out, it's the one game I go to when I don't know what I want to play, I just fire up Dr. Mario. And I can respect when games can take a successful formula like a Tetris, but put a new twist on it mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel like a carbon copy. Yeah. Because I don't look at them as as Dr. Mario being a copy of Tetris. And I think that's... I think it's good enough to stand on its own. That's probably what a lot of people thought it was back in the day, was a Tetris clone. But, you know, if you've never played Dr. Mario, you can play it on Switch Online and the NES store right now and just go play it and you will get hooked it's 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 so addictive it's just that addictive gameplay like oh man i know i can uh it just gets faster and faster and it's i mean it's like it's born of tetris but takes it up to the next level yeah no dr mario is a lot of fun i I like that game a lot but my number one as it should come to absolutely no surprise to anyone Zelda 2 that no I'm kidding it's not Zelda 2 it's the original Legend you of Zelda made me do a spit take <laughs> I was waiting for you to take a sip before I said that uh no it's the original Legend of Zelda it's the reason why I'm here on this show mm-hmm. you know I've told the story of going to my aunt's house and being introduced to the Nintendo and being just absorbed into that world and I can still remember where the tv was in the room i remember the colors of the walls where the Mm -hmm. window and the curtains were where the stair like i can paint that room to a t and just be taken back to the early 90s playing that game and just and one of my favorite accomplishments of video gaming was years later Mm -hmm. i finally beat the original legend of zelda took me years too but the, yeah, I, the thing I think people don't understand, like you, they go back. A lot of people say, "Yeah, it's very slow." You know, the graphics aren't great. But you got to remember, back then, you know, the the Nintendo was a whole new beast. Like when when we saw Super Mario Brothers for the first time, and then played games like Kung Fu and Little Nicky, and you're like, "Holy crap! This is like having an arcade in the home." You know, like this is awesome. And then you played Legend of Zelda and it was completely different that top-down view it was an open world that you could just explore at your leisure and that was mind-bending at the time even to this day like how did they fit all of that information on that little chip in that cart like it's crazy and there's also a second quest yeah. in that game as well. So technically, there's is two games in one. People forget that it's actually open world. Like, yeah, there are dungeons labeled as, you know, dungeon one, two, and so on and so forth. But you don't necessarily have to do it in that order. I mean, there's so many different ways you can play that game. That I mean, I don't think you could... It's one of those games, like, you know how they say statistically... Um, you can never shuffle. You'll never get the same order of cards uh, twice. Like no matter mm-hmm. how many times you could shuffle infinitely. I think that's the same thing with Legend of Zelda. I don't think anybody has ever played that game the exact same way twice. I would agree with that. I haven't played it in years, but it's like I said, it's what got me into video games. So I, I like most of the sequels better. 
but I'll always have a soft spot for the original Legend of Zelda. It's the most important game to me for that reason. I can still remember the first time getting that game, getting it home, that, you know, that gold cart, and you put the game in, you've got, you know, you unfold and had the map out in front mm-hmm. of you, and you're just like, wow, this is just, it's in, like, people don't, like, you play games nowadays, like, like, like Oblivion and, and uh, you know, Elder Scrolls and all that kind of stuff. Like, that stuff wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Legend of Zelda. Nope, not at all. And for my number one, which would come as no surprise to anyone, it's Super Mario Brothers 3. My absolute favorite, one of my favorite games of all time, definitely my favorite game of the 80s. Like you said, that reveal in The Wizard just got me even more hyped for the game before it came out. And then when it came out, I begged and begged my parents to buy me that game. And they and I think I got it, and it wasn't even a birthday. I think they just bought it for me to shut me up because I was just, I need it, I need it, I need it now. <laughs> and they bought it for me, and I just fell in love with that game and have been in love with it ever since. Well, and I think you know, dating back to to that game, it has such a a cool look to it. Like it, it's to me. We talked about the improvement of the graphics from Super Mario Brothers 2 to Mario 1. The graphics were similar, but I liked how everything had a little bit of like a monochromatic mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. Like you had like a solid shade of a color for the background and you had, you know, in some levels you had all these blocks that you had to jump on. Like one would be white, one would be blue, one mm-hmm. would be green. Everything just popped so well. Like the level design was great. The music tracks were excellent. Getting to fight the Koopa kids was really cool. That's the game that introduced them. It, it, it's just, like I said earlier, it's Mario perfection. Like, it truly is between this and Super Mario World for best Mario game of all time. Yeah. But I, I, if you told me that this was the best game for the NES, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you. Like, I like The Legend of Zelda, but to me, it's either Zelda or Mario Brothers 3 is the best NES title of all time. That's what I was going to say. It's between those two games, the, the the absolute best. Like, if Aliens were to come down to Earth and be like, what are the two greatest games for the Nintendo Entertainment System? We're going to take it back to our planet, and we're going to play this thing. I'll be like, take Super Mario Brothers 3 and Legend of Zelda with you. Yep. I had a, I, I knew that'd be number one on your list. But uh, before we read your top five lists, Derek has shout-outs. Yes, as always, we'd like to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out Daniel Salmon, the fact-checker to the fact-checker, Mr. Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage. Rampage! Who's in the chat room right now? Shout out to Rampage, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. B-Rez Coffee, Mike Eveland, the Emerald Coast fact checker, Brandon Rutledge, and our favorite professional wrestler of all time, Mr. Joey Image. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions to the show, keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. And if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, you get early access to our fun commentary tracks, which we just recorded our 
one for the month of July, which we talked about Full House and Family Matters, which was was quite fun. <laughs> it's our TGIF episode. I know. I I felt like I needed a like Pizza Hut. Yeah. Or something <laughs> Pizza Hut and a soda with me yeah. to to do that. But no, it was it was fun going back and and revisiting those shows. We've done so many great commentary tracks like Clue, Christmas Vacation, shows such as Gargoyles, Batman the Animated Series, X-Men the Animated Series. The, the list goes on and on of tracks that we've done and we've got many more that we'll do in the future. So if you want early access to those, just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. And don't forget, starting next month, which if you haven't joined our Patreon yet, uh, coming up soon next week uh, would be the greatest time to do it because you will be uh, there for our August Patreon, which we will start our uh, Patreon-only content that'll be starting up in August, and um, we will tell you guys about that soon. We're gonna drop it on you, and we're gonna. Uh, and I think you're gonna like it. It's gonna be a little, little extra, little extra something every single week, every single week for you guys. So go join us over at Patreon.com/slash/NerdCaveRetro. We want to tell you all about our friends over at VideoGamesMonthly.com. If you're looking for a way to beef up your video game collection, then they have you covered. Just head over there, pick the box you want, and tell them what systems you want games for, and boom! It's like Christmas every single month. So if you're looking for that perfect gift for a loved one, or just treating yourself every single month, and I mean, hey, you deserve it. Just head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com and enter NCR in the Where Did You Hear About Us line at checkout, and you will get a free game in your first month's box. That's right, an extra game, absolutely free. So head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you a coffee lover? Do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all-night gaming sessions? Well, you should head over to brezcoffeeco.com. They have so many different flavors of coffee. doesn't matter what type of coffee you like. They got you covered. Try the Good for Gaming Roast or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. Not to mention, they keep their seasonal flavors all year long, like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So whatever you need, head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the code NCR for 10% 
off of your order. So let's go ahead and move into these uh, these top five lists we got curated between our Discord, Twitter, and Facebook, and of course our email, which a lot of guys, you guys sent it there. Um, coming up first, uh, we have Mr. Mike Eveland at Jester8082 from the Jester's Court Podcast, and also he is Mr. B Res Coffee at at B Res Coffee Co. Um, at B Res Coffee Co. on Twitter. He starts off with Super Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, Legend of Zelda, Contra, Castlevania, and his honorable mentions are Silent Service, which, wow, I did not expect that to end up on anybody's top five list, uh, Master of Orion on PC, and Metroid. I was a little surprised that Contra wasn't one of your honorable mentions. I didn't even think about it till just now. <laughs> But I mean, there's just so many good games from this decade that it's tough. To, I mean, like I, I should have put Oregon Trail on we, mine. But we should have just did a top twenty and and <laughs> yeah, just called we, it a day. Yeah. Uh, you want to uh, you want to ping pong? You do the next one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Next up, we have uh, Brandon Rutledge, the Emerald Coast fact checker, logging in. Talk about a tough list to make. Get ready for a ton of honorable mentions, which he lists first: Super Mario Brothers three, Duck Hunt. Damn that dog. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I yeah. hated that dog so much. Ninja Gaiden, Dragon's Lair, Ooh. Burger Time. I forgot about Burger Time. Oh, Burger yeah. Time was one of those arcades at the dentist office yeah. that I had. One of the arcade cabinets. Terrible uh, NES port, though. I, I'm not surprised. I never played it, but that doesn't surprise me. Uh, Bomberman, which happens to be his wife's favorite. Operation Wolf. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. He says, yes, I am absolutely serious with the smiley face with the tongue sticking There's out. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that game. I'll I'll take your guy's word for it. <laughs> uh, Wild Gunman, Excite Bike. Ooh. This was the last game that I cut from the final list. Excite Bike was fun. I, I did like Excite Bike quite a bit. And plus with the uh, the 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 track builder on Excite Bike, I mean that was that was unheard of too back in the day where you could make your own levels. Like, that was just awesome. Let's see. Number five, Elevator Action, which I've never heard of that game. I played it uh, in the in the arcades. I never played any of the ports of it, though. He said he wants to play it in the worst, or he wants to own it in the worst <laughs> kind of way. Uh, number four, Castlevania. Number three, Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. Two, Galaga. And number one, Mega Man 2. You know, Galaga was in my honorable mentions, uh, but I knocked it out for... Uh, what did I knock it out with? Um, I think... Uh, yeah, I, Oregon Trail knocked it out uh, of the honorable mention list. I would have picked Oregon Trail over Galaga too. Yeah, as much as I love Galaga, it's I love playing Galaga, but man, uh, the, the memories of Oregon Trail just trump it. Yeah. And uh, who do we have next? We have uh, Mr. Atlas. Is that right? Yeah, Atlas. Uh, mm -hmm. At Atlas SII on Twitter. Number one, Sinstar. Number two, Joust. Joust is a great arcade game, too. Tempest. How did I forget Tempest? Tempest is one of the greatest arcade games of all time. I need one. I need a Tempest machine in my We should have just done a top ten. We should have. <laughs> Number four, Defender. 
Uh, five Gallica. He says he grew up in bowling alley arcades. Yeah, those those are all good choices. I never could get the hang of Defender in the arcade, though. There was too many buttons. Yeah, that, there was there was another arcade game that had a ton of buttons that I can't remember. I'll probably remember it later. Yeah. Next up, we have Mr. Wally Phelps, the official fact checker yeah. of the Nerd Cave Retro podcast at the Real Big Wall on Twitter. Tetris, Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, Popeye. Oh, that's a dark horse. Like, who remembers Popeye? I was not expecting to hear Popeye on anyone's <laughs> list. Either. So thank you, Wally, for that. And last but not least, Burger Time. Or as I like to call it, Boyga Time. So we've seen Burger Time quite a few times Yeah, on here. I never in a million years would have expected anybody to say Popeye was in their top five. I dig it, though. Leave it up to Wally. <laughs> and uh, we have Marion at WeMars on Twitter. Uh, she said, Paperboy. Well, first she sent a, a tweet that said, Paperboy, that's it. That's my list. Too tired. An only game that popped into my head. And then she came back a few minutes later and said, Centipede and Batman, Space Invaders. Haven't seen Space Invaders be mentioned yet. I know. Space Invaders yeah. is a good game, but... Uh, I, I just like other games better. Yeah, I know how important Space Invaders is, but it's just... It's so slow. But then when it starts to get fast, it like gives you an anxiety attack. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, it's not my first choice if I was to walk into an arcade. Understandable. Next up, we have Mr. Joey Image at Joey Image TV. In no order, Contra, Commando, Castlevania, Pitfall. We've never really talked about Pitfall all that much, I Pitfall feel like. Pitfall almost made my list. That's another Activision game that was a great Atari 2600 game and probably the granddaddy of uh, platformers. Like, the platformers that we know from that, from that point forward. I feel like Pitfall was sort of, you know, it was the precursor to what Mario Brothers did, Super Mario Brothers. Right, and I know there were some sequels that were released for it, too. You know, I, Rampage made a good point, and I didn't even think about this. He said he didn't include Space Invaders because it came out in 78. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Space Invaders was late 70s. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Uh, and his final top five is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, Great, that should have been on my list too. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and his his honorable mentions are Gauntlet, Ninja Gaiden, and Mega Man. You know, Gauntlet is another game that's a great arcade game, but not great for the ports. Like the Tengen game for the NES was not great. And a running any kind of Gauntlet is uh, to me is not very fun. Uh, yeah, Rampage said Space Invaders was his very first console game for Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I think that came standard with Atari, when people bought an Atari 2600 back in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s. It was like you had to get Space Invaders. Like that was, as much as I'm not a fan of Space Invaders, it was uh, like the killer app of the 2600. I don't think if it, if it wasn't for Space Invaders, I don't think the 2600 would have done as well as it did. Agreed. 
And we have Mr. Tyler Watson, the fact checker to the fact checker. Uh, his number five, he says Donkey Kong Jr., arcade and NES. Wow. I'm the oddball that prefers DK Jr. to the original. While I love the first one, Jr. just resonated with me more and I enjoy it more. I do not like Donkey <laughs> Kong Jr. at all. <laughs> I, I've tried it several times and I don't entirely dislike it but it it just didn't capture me i want to like the original donkey kong games i really want to like those games but i just can't and i i don't know what it is about those games they just don't capture my attention yeah i i think that one's more of an acquired taste yeah personally at number four he says pac-man I will always drop a quarter in a Pac-Man machine if I see one. It's uh, it's such simplistic and addictive gameplay you can't help but be drawn to it. I mean that's you know that's why I like Miss Pac-Man so much. I love the original Pac-Man. I will always play a Pac-Man machine if it's around. But if there's a Miss Pac-Man machine, that's the first arcade game. That's the first game I'm going to is Miss Pac-Man. Agreed. One of the worst Atari Twenty Six Hundred ports <laughs> <laughs> there was. Well that. Well, it goes without saying. Ugh, so bad. Number three, Tetris for the Game Boy. And just by mentioning the name, you're already hearing the music in your head. And that's part of the appeal of Tetris. That music gets gets in you, and you start dropping blocks to the rhythm, and then you play it long enough that you get the Tetris effect, where you still hear the music long after you stop playing. And that is true. Mm-hmm. And that yep, no, that's the, it's it's a great game. It's like I said before, I can't get enough Tetris. Do you ever find yourself uh, like when you're organizing your house or if you're doing something for work and you're like organizing things? Do you ever find yourself humming the Tetris theme in your head, like when you're packing for a vacation or something? Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Yeah, you just pick up a box. Yep. Yeah, no, that happens to me too. And his number two, Super Mario Brothers for the NES. It's the platformer. SMB is one of those games that never seems to get old, no matter how many times you play it. This is the game that made me fall in love with video games and was the second game I ever played, the first being E.T. on the Atari Atari 2600. Oof, I'm sorry. That's a hard first game to say <laughs> that you ever played. Oof. Uh, we should review that for episode 300. I'm never. <laughs> and, you know, at least with Final Fantasy, and I can admit I was wrong about Final Fantasy because I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake right now, and I'm loving it. The remake is awesome. I'm currently about 17 hours into it right now. There's no reason for me to play E.T., I had E.T. as a kid. It was a Christmas present. It was awful. I hated that game. I hate it to this day. I will never, ever, 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 ever put myself through reviewing that game. Strong statement. You can play it if you want. Not me. No, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm good. Like I I, I will put myself through some bad games for the listeners. I've done it in the past and I'll probably do it again, but there there is a line that I will not cross. And, and that game is on that is over that line. Yeah, ET is just. Uh, I can I can give you my review right now. <laughs> Thumbs down. Uh, I would, but we'd have to get a red E on yeah. our on iTunes for that. So 
And, I, I uh, will stay silent. Rampage in the chat room does bring up a good point. He read somewhere that Pac-Man for 2600 was a demo that was presented and Atari was like, good enough. That is exactly what happened. The original Pac-Man was, uh, for the Atari 2600, was a proof of concept that they could actually do it. And then Atari was like, good enough. And then they put it out and they printed 9 million copies of it when there were only 7 million Atari 2600s in the world because they thought it was going to be a system seller. And that was the beginning of the end for Atari. And that is also a bad example of math. Yeah, and he says, until someone donates enough, then E.T. will be reviewed. If you want to drop another $500 into our uh, PayPal. Now that, on the other hand. That that greases the E.T. wheels a little bit. Yeah. For his his number one is Mega Man 2 for the NES. Mega Man is his favorite game series and favorite game character. And this is arguably the best game in the series. It's got tight gameplay and an immaculate soundtrack. While everyone knows the music for Wily Stage 1 and 2, I usually find myself humming the theme of Metal Man at random points in the day. Fight Mega Man for everlasting peace. And uh, the, my only complaint about Mega Man 2 is it's a, almost a perfect NES game, but it doesn't have the slide yet. They didn't bring the slide in until uh, Mega Man 3. I think if Mega Man 2 had the slide in it, you're talking about an absolute perfect NES game. If they haven't done it yet, if they ever re-release that game, they should add that in because it's like on the countless re-releases of Sonic the Hedgehog, they've added a spin dash. Yeah. Because that wasn't included until Sonic 2. I mean, they're still making Mega Man games. Why not like re-release 2 and put the slide in? They should. Just give it to me. Sega's been doing it for years. Man, come on, Capcom. I got money for you. Wait, Waiting for you right here in my wallet. Yeah. You can add there it. There we go. Yeah. And uh, for his honorable mentions, Missile Command, good man. Uh, Space Harrier. Oh, I forgot about Space Harrier. Space Harrier is a great arcade game. Uh, Hang on. Su- uh, su- not Hang on, but the actual game Hang on. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2, <laughs> The Legend of Zelda, Castlevania, Strider. Strider's a great game and a really good NES port of that game. Totally Rad, Donkey Kong, Final Fight, Contra, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, Miss Pac Man, Galaga. 1943, The Battle of Midway, and Outrun. I almost put 1943 into my honorable mentions list because that is a great shooter to play. Never played it. Welcome, Touch Biloxi, to the chat room. You're, you're yeah. almost at the end here, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, better... better li- we, we do have one more list. We do have um, I Am The Rampages. Um, It wasn't on the Google Doc, but I pulled it up on the email. Oh, okay. Um, His number five is Castlevania. Four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Three, Double Dragon. Two, Final Fight. And number one, Super Mario Brothers 3. That's a solid list. Yeah. Very solid list. Uh, His honorable mentions include Galaga, Tetris, Metroid, I can't believe this has not been mentioned yet. <laughs> Dig Dug. Oh, yeah. I didn't even huh, think I, about Dig Dug. I, I like Dig Dug. Dig it's Dug is pretty game. fun. It's not my yeah. favorite, though. I, I'll, I'll drop a quarter or two into a Dig Dug yeah. machine. Yeah, it's worth playing a couple of times. Uh, Shinobi, and uh, forgive me if I mispronounce this, is it uh, Rastin? Rastin? 
Rostan, R-A-S-T-A-N. Yeah, I forgot okay. about that game. I haven't played that game in forever. See, there's so many games that came out in the 80s that I just completely forgot about that are great games. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part about doing these lists is that <laughs> like you think you've thought of all of them and you're like, oh, forgot that, forgot that. That should have been on my list. Well, maybe this shouldn't have been on it. Maybe this should have been on it instead. So. And Touch Bluxy in the chat room with his list, he says Castlevania 3, which is a, a, a absolutely great entry into the Castlevania series, but way too many snare snares way too many stairs for my taste i i, I like the way that they went back to the original formula after castlevania 2 which i think is a great game but they did go back to the original gameplay that everybody loved about the first one but they just added way more stairs and it's too many too many stairs in that game for me uh super mario brothers 3 legend of zelda blaster how did I forget about Blaster Master? Oh my God, Blaster Master is so good. It's uh. how could you forget the guy who runs Barter Town? <laughs> good Lord, man! How did I forget Blaster Master? That game is so good. And uh, his last number one is River City Ransom. Such a good. That's a solid list of good eighties yeah. games. I dig it. But uh, but that brings us to the end of the episode. I know Derek's got to get out of here because you've got some you got some work to do this evening, and we understand that. We'll let you go ahead and get out of here. And uh, so, anything you want to throw out there about uh, feature presentation or anything? Uh, yeah. Well, I posted this on social media. Um, I'm gonna be taking a couple of weeks off of that just to kind of get you know fully prepped for for the movie and everything. Uh, the show will be back on August eighth. Uh, live at 8 p.m. Central Time, so we'll be back at its normal time. Uh, just taking a couple of weeks off to get, like I said, everything ready for the the movie and and whatnot. So you can follow uh, Feature Press Pod on social media. Find out more info on that. And if you want to stay up to date with uh, the happenings of my latest short film called The Feature, uh, it's at The Feature Movie on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Awesome. And you can go find us, at uh, me and Mr. Jacob Craig, at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. We got a lot of good comedians coming up over this next month and a half. And uh, go check us out at OpenMikers.com and at OpenMikers Twitter and Instagram. And that's going to do it for this week. Anything else before we leave this evening, good sir? I think we're good. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. You need any of our links, just go to nerdcaveretro.com. That takes you to our link tree, and it goes everywhere from there. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. And if you're like me, and you're playing Final Fantasy VII, and you need a Planet Juice t-shirt, head over to ncrmerch.com right now. Grab yourself a Planet Juice t-shirt and play some Final Fantasy VII and all will be right with the world. You don't even need a t-shirt. You can get a mug. You can get a sticker. Whatever you need over there at ncrmerch.com. Of course, our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Retro, where you can keep the lights on here at the show. And if you can't do that, I realize times are tough. Leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes. Master Blaster runs by the town. You blow it! Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.